With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. This is adventure number one. This is the adventure of the shepherds and the thieves. That's a weird labor guild. <laughs> the shepherds and the thieves. Like I found some falconers and rapists in a group. <laughs> the falconers, you guys can just step out for a minute. I'm going to talk with everybody else. I'm going to minister. It's the union of the shepherds and thieves. Uh, today's old business is sheep are hard to keep in one place. And again, who took my wallet? <laughs> Awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, because after the two screaming babies behind us on the plane on the fucking way out here, nothing seems unpleasant anymore. I'm your host, No Illusions. And we're coming to you live from the only city that gave us the future the Jetsons promised. Say hello to the folks back home, Seattle! See, a lot of people don't know that the Space Needle and the Jetsons came out in the same year. I've been carrying that around for a long time. Never had a reason to mention it before. And of course, joining me from stage right, ladies and gentlemen, please say hello to my good friend, Heath Enright! We're hoping for a sponsorship yet, so. How you doing, Heath? Good, good. No, you don't want you. you don't want a paper bag for that. No. <laughs> okay. All right. As long as you're good, because we, you know we can't have people getting crazy inebriated in the middle of our show. And of course, joining me from stage left, please welcome my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Dude. Dude. Eli, Eli, what did, don't, it, don't encourage him. What did, what did Andrew say about corporate logos on the show? He said the, the sponsorship didn't go through. Yeah, well, that, that meant not to wear the. But you know what I did to a barista to get this? We're trying not to talk about that publicly. Remember, not talking about that? All right. It's just not quite a show if you don't see Eli's ass. Is it? All I'm going to say is from where we're at, you can see a hell of a lot more. Imagine being our lawyer. That we legitimately, we get, we, he gets calls from us at 1.30 in the morning where it's like, how much of Eli's ass can we show on stage? You really haven't lived until you've heard a sleepy Andrew Torres say, as long as no reasonable person could expect to see your butthole. (laughs) Go back to sleep, my 13-year-old son. 
and the cats in the cradle in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love my job. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? All right. We watched Journey to the Sky. Hmm. It's, uh, it's the story of the guy who brought white God to South Asia. <laughs> Uh, making it into the wonderful, thriving, not at all terrifying place that it is today. Yeah, no, he fixed it. (laughs) He certainly fixed it. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you love Jesus, even though you're a dirty savage, (laughs) you will love this movie. We had to do, before this show, we had to do a tech rehearsal where we just got this very nice gentleman that works for the theater standing here listening to us do that and going, wow, that's really what you're going to do at your show tonight, huh? So Some gonna... Seattle college student yeah. <laughs> already writing his think piece about me. <laughs> All right, now, is, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for uh, being, the best at, being the worst at? Uh, I'm going to say best worst walking into random people's houses and asking for stuff. <laughs> That's like how shit gets done in India. Like food, money, apparently, jobs. Like it's just a dude fucking his wife. Somebody walks in. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, Eiffel Tower. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Here, here's my resume. If you want to check it out? Get a job like that. Awful. There's like multiple times in this movie mm. where people just show up at other people's houses with the most inappropriate of questions. Yeah. Do you, do you, does this look weird to you? <laughs> Just, yeah, man, yeah. you're from India. <laughs> That's some kind of thing that the West hasn't seen for like 80 years. <laughs> you should have clean water. That's what killed. Oh, that's true. You should go. It's not gonna, <laughs> you're not going to have a good time. I want you to have a good time. That was a test. Yeah. That was like a fire alarm for my vicious, vicious racism. <laughs> All I'm saying is oh, this doesn't even reach the flint portion of the we lost someone. Uh, so, so, <laughs> I'm hesitant to ask now, uh, Eli, uh, do you have any best worsts? Best worst bookend story. Yes. Yes. And, and no, I, I should mention, okay, so the movie that we're doing, this is based on a true story, right? The true story of the guy who popularized Christianity in India. And by true story, I mean, these are all things this guy claimed happened. So at the very least, it's based on a real lie. Right. Right. But you couldn't just go straight into that story. That would be no. madness. What you need is two unrelated people from the same race whose problems will be introduced and then never solved Mm-mm. or really dealt with. Mm-mm. Bookending the story in the most awkward, ham-fisted way humanly possible. Yeah. No, I think you've nailed it. I also wanted to nominate it for uh, best, u- uh, best worst use of the word adventure. Because we constantly in this movie are told, like, uh, this guy, Sundar Singh, Sundar Singh went out and had many great adventures, and then they'll show the adventure, and it's like he got hit in the head with a stick. But not, but not killed. Yeah. <laughs> Miraculously, he survived. I want an Indiana Jones where he just gets the shit kicked out of him, but doesn't die. <laughs> After that last one, so do I. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, they told me just as I was walking out here that apparently this stage doesn't count as a legal place to smoke marijuana in this state. So I need a quick break. Uh, But when we come back, we're going to be breaking down all the prosaic adventures of Journey to the Sky.
Well? No, absolutely not. Jesus, dude. What? It's for the show. Come on. Get in the spirit. Where did you even get red paint for that? They have to sell it to you if you're over 18. Have to. You cannot wear that on stage at the live show. Come on. It's No, 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 and no. Okay, you didn't even let me get to the best part, but whatever. Come on, Jaggy. He bought a Jaguar? His name is Jaggy. Two votes. No. And we're back with you live from Seattle for the breakdown. And we're going to start this movie off by learning that Brian did the audio. (laughs) (laughs) Also, he did the everything else. Yeah. The the movie starts on a channel nobody paid for. (laughs) Yeah. It's delightful. Well, you saw. You saw what we were dealing with. Yeah. Um, and as if the deafening room hiss wasn't enough to piss off the podcasters watching, um, we then cut to a sitar. The uh, lovely and euphonious sounds of a sitar. But it's, is it a sitar or is it, look, I know all the races can't invent music. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. I know that, I know that the black people, they invented all the good stuff and then they stopped. And the, the white people, they're all the classical. <laughs> It's because I don't like hip-hop. <laughs> all the white people, they did all the, the pianos and the violins and stuff. That's all us. But then I feel like India was just like, they got the short straw. How do you know you're bad at a sitar? <laughs> if you're sitting down with your sitar teacher, is he like... No, no. Are, it's... Are you, no, no. Just watch, watch me. Watch me. Listen to what I'm doing. I am so hungry right now. <laughs> I feel like we really need to get the whole food and clean water thing. <laughs> also, I've seen a television. There's usually more than one string. <laughs> hey, if you if you're really hungry, these aren't vegan. But can I get a piece of one good. of those? Oh yeah. No, oh yeah. I, they're Brownies. well. You'll have to reach over though. So nice. Uh, I flew across the country, got to watch them eat baked nope. goods live on Brownies. stage. If you guys are nice, later we'll brush our teeth. <laughs> go to bed <laughs> so i might stand up at one point <laughs> take a wet angry shit <laughs> glad to know you have it all planned out which so me hurts my job Just is to find a way shit. back onto the subject from that like constantly that's pretty much how i live my life speaking of wet angry shit <laughs> <laughs> bryce blank and i goes here everybody <laughs> See, I got it. I did it. You guys are going to be too pissed if we never make it to the movie. But um, so, so we get the lovely sitar. So we're still in the opening notes of this movie. <laughs> so the, the, the sitar sound goes, and I, we're at someone's house having dinner. Um, and a guy walks in to beg for money to the house. This is the first of those just walking into random house. He just like wedges himself on the couch between two people <laughs> and he's like, let me get some money. It's really weird. Grab some popcorn. They'll keep doing this. But the, but the guy, okay, so there's a guy who's kind of running him off, but that guy is acting like like his girlfriend hasn't noticed this yet because he's, he's shooing him off, but he's whisper shooing. He's like, why don't you go? Why don't you go? I'm not giving him. They're having a whisper. Him and the beggar are having a whisper fight yeah. in the corner. Can I talk to you in the kitchen, please? <laughs> I thought you agreed you weren't going to come and beg today. Well, because Michelle's here and she hates beggars. Okay, did you cast a shadow on anybody? I'm not talking down to you. 
This is my normal voice. I'm not raising my voice. How could I be raising my voice? No one else can hear me. If you think I won't just have a fight with a beggar for 90 minutes with no intermission, I am my own wife style. 1990s Broadway deep cuts. Thank you. Yeah, Tennessee Williams. Wow. We could never get you. Who here saw a Pillow Man with Edward Hogg? (laughs) So now we get the title of the movie. This is the part you don't get to see at home. (laughs) Aren't you glad you came out? Now, I do want to point out, though, that the, the title, because this movie is uh, Journey to the Sky, and it really does look like they had no idea as they started typing how many words there were going to be in the end. Like a nine-year-old wrote a birthday card. Journey yeah. to the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Little tiny Y. You get it. Down on yeah. the side. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also started my movie <laughs> off with a, I started my notes off here with a series of music notes. Uh, my first one was, um, that mean old dog's coming back for more. <laughs> And then this opera voice comes in. I wrote in my notes, this is what the lady from Fifth Element was doing before she hid jade eggs in her vagina for Bruce Willis. Because she's just like, it's like the first time you do anal. In a haunted house. She's this is part of it. Welcome, kids. Do anal in a haunted house, people. If there's one thing you take away from tonight's show, real quick, can I do a visual note for the movie too? Oh, you oh, a please, music please. Note. My visual note here was, I can't see what's happening. I can't see the movie. <laughs> and as you saw, you can't see some of the, ant- there's a lot of blur filters and darkness that they went with. It's very artistic. Yeah. A tremendous amount of my visual notes for this movie are the same things soldiers say as they die. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't send them. <laughs> I don't even pay taxes. It's impossible for me to have sent them. You're welcome. So, <laughs> and to proudly stand up. Meanwhile, back at the restaurant, none of this is in the ship. <laughs> so, okay, now here's the weird thing about this movie. The way it starts off, we get a beggar. He's begging for food, and they rush him off or whatever. And then the credits play, and they follow the beggar as the beggar walks away. So you assume this is a movie about the beggar. It's not. It's about the guy who shoot him off. So we go back to him. He's having a conversation with his girlfriend. Um, and we're getting an, an inordinate amount of exposition for a story that's never going to fucking matter. Or, ma- yeah, none of it. None yeah. of it will matter. But we learn here that his father has died. And he has to drop out of college. And his girlfriend is comforting him. Mm-hmm. And I have to say... His girlfriend is the tiniest. She is. I, how would you physically describe this girlfriend? Uh, Lucinda, if she was a mushroom. Oh, all right. <laughs> I had her as Brown Ari Stillman. Brownie Stillman. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and she's telling him, like, you know, I sure wish your dad didn't die. And I sure wish. Uh, that uh, that uh, well, you didn't have to move away and drop out of school. And he's like, yeah, I wish for all kinds of shit, ladies. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe we list the things we're not wishing for. It would be simpler. We live we, in fucking India, live, yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. <laughs> Maybe we could just be more efficient. <laughs> we said things. Uh, I, want, I, I wish for not more people in this house. <laughs> <laughs> I wish 
I wish for medium cholera. <laughs> it's acute. If it was medium, I feel like I'd have today would have been a better day when I, I had that job interview. I don't wish house. for less clean water. <laughs> we have moved on to the Flint portion of the evening. Um, so and so now he goes home. Uh, where we're going to reinforce the whole dead dad thing because when he gets home, mom is tending to the dead dad shrine. But her way of tending but, to it, yes, please, is to put a Hawaiian lei around the picture. <laughs> it's very festive. I actually like. I want themed graves <laughs> from now on, like a Christmas themed grave. All right, yeah, with the little lights. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, it's less expensive if you get a baby. They can't tell you you can't have a baby coffin. You can just. <sighs> Mm. <laughs> it's just like ordering from the kids menu it's the same thing yeah. do you think exactly thing. do you think if you have a baby and you order a regular sized coffin the guy has a moment where he wants the money but knows he should offer you a baby <laughs> coffin it's gonna be rattling around in there it's oh be- you got the pa- one of the pallbearers takes a step and everyone just hears like shoom <laughs> shoom it's like one of those sticks you had as a kid. Just go, ew. <laughs> ew. If you're in Texas and you got to do feces, it's like a rain stick. It's just <laughs> <laughs> Half a Los Alamos in here. <laughs> no, I mean, I, that's the law in, in uh, Texas now. Just, yeah. But it is. I didn't make that's the a, fucking law. True thing depressing you i apologize we did guy we want to come out and tell you we actually made that law in texas <laughs> it was trying a prank to up, trying to drum up business for scathing you know what to really piss him off this will keep him da- downloading um by the way eli why the fuck do we even do rehearsals i swear <laughs> i feel like it's so, really coming together <laughs> i have we, some we hilarious surprises seconds. planned will you stop what surprise what kind of surprises <laughs> he's holding me hostage with this thing <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> he keeps this is a joke you'll literally never be exposed to because it wouldn't be funny. Eli keeps threatening to propose to Heath's girlfriend on Heath's behalf. And he, <laughs> don't tell her I said that. So now, Rachel, if, if you hear that, it's a joke. He, he, Heath, Heath doesn't particularly like you. He's, <laughs> he was... He was very lonely after the wedding. <laughs> he told us he was going to do that. I thought, guys, this we- two-man show is going to be weird. <laughs> he Waiting needed something for stronger. He, I love he had other alcohol there just in case. You need both. You're not. Sometimes you're backstage. So, <laughs> so anyway, our hero, Allen. our hero gets home. The mom putting the luau on the uh, dead dad shrine, and she says, um, "Hey, son, you, uh, you're, you're, you just got a package from the girl from the last scene." And he's like, "That's fucking weird. Why didn't she just give it to me in the last scene?" And the movie's like, "Fuck if I know." I- the movie becomes self-aware, and she's like, "Oh, you know how shoddy is." She got Amazon Prime, and she's just like, oh, why the fuck not? Free shipping. That's how they get you. <laughs> Heard your dad died. Here's a great book. It's Oedipus Rex. Check it out. <laughs> Mom looks over. I'm into it. I'm into it. 
Cool. <laughs> Let me put on something romantic. <laughs> I would feel entirely confident to do dueling sitars with the greatest sitar player in the world. <laughs> as long as a non-sitar listener was the judge. <laughs> so, Just some guy from South Carolina. You both did real good. <laughs> Yeah, that's our surprise guest today. Ravi Shankar. <laughs> the inventor of the sitar. <laughs> so, so now it wasn't Oedipus Rex, unfortunately. The movie still, it, it, it could have gained me back at this point. But uh, instead, it's this book about uh, Sadhu Sundar Singh. That's his exactly name. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm going to get, that's the only time I'm going to get it right tonight. Um, now, the movie itself, you... I forgive you for not knowing this because of how fucking off the rails we've been from minute one, but the movie itself is going to be about this guy, about Sundar Singh and how he popularized Christianity in India. Um, so the movie needs a clever way to get into it. Their idea for this is, here's a book about the thing this movie's going to be about. Well, I wish that was yeah, how right, they got well, into right, it. Right, right, yeah. No, that's the only the first attempt they're going to make at that, but it's not like he just reads the fucking book now. That would be indelicate. This movie, far beyond that. Yeah, right. And the inscription to this is <laughs> like, Dear I do not understand this book. Maybe you will. <laughs> Love, Shanti. <laughs> that's really it, too. It's like Finnegan's Wake. <laughs> but for us <laughs> and and then we get you uh, made that a racial thing <laughs> I meant the two of them <laughs> shame on you <laughs> so now you're included in Justin's think piece <laughs> I hope you're happy his blog scathing it's also on tumblr just so you know it's been retumbled four times <laughs> Oh, you didn't expect me to be, get really in there with the deep cuts of the Tumblr lingo. So we anyway, now we cut to a train. <laughs> Actually, this is such a, this is the weirdest fucking shot in the movie to me because suddenly we see a train and then we're no we're not it's not establishing a shot with a train. No one is on this train. It's we just, will never be on a train. It's a jump scare. It's just yeah. It, Marquise Kilpatrick sees a train coming more quickly than this movie. Oh, Marquise Kilpatrick is a 13-year-old boy who was killed last month by a train. Marquise Kilpatrick, ladies and gentlemen. I just bring him out on puppet strings. His family needs the money. They went for the big coffin. They shouldn't have. I told him. I told them, and they were like, get out of our home. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I don't like to bring drama to the stage. <laughs> or the planned lines or anything. Um, so, yeah, so we see this train, and look, there's no reason for you not to think this is an establishing job for something that's about to happen from a, uh, on a train. So we cut from that to a dude... Uh, like guitar guy at the party or whatever playing I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. I should point out these are the only white people we're going to see in this movie. They thought that was a little indelicate. The white Christmas. Come on, give me a break. That was he, racist. He's getting interrupted by Heath's dad. There's just a drunk guy like, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. All white, if you know what I mean. It's my house, my rules. I feel like this is like triggering, but good too. <laughs> like in a good way. Like it's a good drunk 
Because you got um, a bike. It's like a fun alcohol. I did get a bike. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to get a new Nintendo game after this yeah. rant, aren't I? From come, here, Nazi. come here, buddy. You know daddy loves you. <laughs> you know daddy loves you. He didn't always talk like that. They had the strokes. So uh, oh. before that, he had a normal. I thought that was an accent. <laughs> now I feel bad for the imitation I did of him. <laughs> I thought he was Swedish. He's a Phasian. Yeah, he's a Phasian. <laughs> Is that a fat Asian? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I thought that was really as low as the making fun of Heath's dad's stroke joke that was going to get. And then Eli made it racist somehow. You're amazing, dude. You are amazing. (laughs) You missed my backstage walking him down the aisle bit where we rolled him down the aisle. It was really... (laughs) (laughs) Because it's sudden. Your, your dad listens to this show, yeah, doesn't no, he? He lost a lot of oxygen to his brain. It was so funny. <laughs> For a while. Not as much as my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Story topped. <laughs> Guys, my dad's alive. It's just a bit on the show. <laughs> so he's not. He's dead. Don't worry. <laughs> Imagine how tasteless that would be. Yeah, that would be very tasteless. The Y'all are going to go home and Google, is it? I don't know what to believe. I really shouldn't have eaten those brownies. I feel like I do a better job usually keeping you on track. So, okay. So anyway, so this white couple that we haven't met yet, they're decorating for Christmas. All of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. The character from the beginning of the movie that is apparently the main character, whose name, by the way, I don't, I never kind of, but it, every time they said it, it sounded like they were saying Rumspringa. I know that's not what they were saying. I'm going to call him Rumspringa. So Rumspringa comes in the room and he's just like, hey, people in this house. You guys, you guys hiring? True. Here's how this scene should have gone. Let me read it. Heath, will you do this with me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hello. I'm the uh, white guy? Yeah. Okay. Hello, Mike. Hello. Casting. Do you remember me? You just walked into our house. Mm-hmm. I'm vaguely. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it should go. Yeah. But instead, he's just like, I got one of your Vistaprint cards. And as you know, that is like a mob marker at this point in time. <laughs> Give me employment. (laughs) But it just so happens that the day he showed up asking for work was Christmas Day. Christmas. Right? Right? So the drunk guy is fucking pissed. He's like, what is this? Some kind of day of giving and charitability? Go fuck yourself, man. So they send him packing. um, And, oh, I have to point this out, too. While he's yelling at the room springer, they do this. This movie's very fond of like the spaghetti western speed zoom. You know, the shit's about to get real speed zoom. <laughs> so they do that when he says, do you know what day it is? Christmas. <laughs> it's amazing. But it's so sloppy. It's like, I think they got the shot by just throwing a camera at that guy's face. <laughs> and then they cut it when it was almost there. Because he was terrified. <laughs> there is a lot of head throwing in this. Is yeah, it throwing out heads in this movie? Yeah, no, that would make perfect sense. So that night, they all go to bed at the jobless hostel. Uh, he go, he's in. I feel so white guilty watching this movie. I don't. Is that like a hotel in India? Or, I don't know. I don't know why I'm turning to you. Right. <laughs> I felt the same way. I was like, is this just a house? <laughs> is this a bad situation? Is this a palace? <laughs> is he going to be on a game show <laughs> or ride a boat with a tiger? Or nothing else ever in the history of cinema. (laughs) 
And everyone else in the little thing is yelling at him to turn out his light. He's got like a candle. He's trying to read the Sundar, Sundar, Sundar book. And they're like, turn out the light. And I feel like this is the easiest lights out in the history of the world. Because it's India. You just, you blow out that candle. There's no fire for 25 miles around until the matches guy comes by next week. You're good. Feel safe, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so... So everyone else in this little hostel is asking him to turn his light off. And eventually he gets so angry that he decides, okay, again, this movie is about the book that he is currently reading. The movie has a perfect excuse right now to go, hmm, what's this story about? And then go into that fucking story. But instead he rips up the book and throws it away. Makes no sense. The sound effect is absurd at this point, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brian was involved in this, too. (laughs) I feel like it was Brian's replacement on his first day. He was the sound guy. And they're like, dude, uh. A book got ripped, and he was like, ah, uh, flips over the whole Foley table. <laughs> and you just hear every sound he's got. Yeah. Is a tambourine involved in, this? <laughs> in the sound of a tearing book? <laughs> and I love to, okay, so then, like, the next day, the, the, the idea here is we're supposed to get, like a, like, a montage of him not being able to get a job, but they only have one, like, one guy going, no job here for you. And that's it. And End then he's just like time. dejected and given up. Well, fuck, man. I went to that guy, white guy's house and the Indian guy's house. And that's pretty much all there is in Bombay. I guess uh, I have to move on. By the way, that was it, when the movie was made. It was Bombay. Um, I'm not just that racist. I, I bring someone for that. So also because he couldn't Ladies get a gentleman, job. Charles Murray. <laughs> <laughs> also on puppet strings. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so we, we see that he can't get a job. We also see that he's getting kicked out of the jobless hostel for not having a job. That's rough. Yeah, no he got shit. got kicked out of the homeless shelter. <laughs> it's like getting kicked out of the van down by the river by your roommate <laughs> in the van down by the river. Dude, you owe me like a bunch of bags of dumpster bread. You're not going to catch up. This is, can't float you forever. It's weird. It's awkward. I'm going to stay here. So... So we get Rumspringa now, and he's walking down the, the street all dejectedly when all of a sudden Indian Gilligan happens upon him. Or as I call him, Illigan. <laughs> Which is also Gilligan's rap album. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And he it's second. sit right back and you'll hear a tale. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm tale kidding. of no, a faithful ship. So, I'll do all of it. <laughs> so, I was in a hospital for a while. <laughs> And they only let you have like three shows. Yeah, they really do. So <laughs> now, the, okay, this is clearly what's happening. Okay, this if this situation plays out nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine out of ten thousand times, it's see, see. I'm just counting on the audience back home at this point. So. I'm finished. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so like the situation plays out very much like this guy that he just ran into wants to make a gay hooker out of him, right? Right? Yeah, for those who saw this movie, that's totally what you expected, right? Yeah, absolutely. The guy's like, I think I have a job for you. Let's go into this dark room together. <laughs> How's your gag reflex? Huh, what? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing? But then no sex stuff happens. No, uh uh-uh. I feel like in that situation, I'd be offended <laughs> that I didn't get, like, it's not that I want to get raped, but I'm saying, like, 
It, like what? All of a sudden, I'm not attractive, or like it's just a weird rejection. Jeez. It's like being an altar boy that just served in the church and then left. <laughs> You're just in the husky section looking at a mirror. You know, this is what brought down Milo. How sexy can you make your Eucharist ass? Just. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not a gay hooker situation. No, it's not. (laughs) Thanks for that masterful transition, Eli. I need some help because I have brownies in me. So, yeah, no, we don't get any. We don't get any gay porn. Um, What we get instead is that. uh, this uh, this other character, Shashiel is the character's name, has thinks he might have a job for Room Springer um, that they can go find out about tomorrow. But first, he starts rooting through Shashiel's shit and damned if he doesn't find that same book he ripped up the night before. Can you, it's amazing, right? Such I didn't cool believe it either. Welcome to my experience of watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so the guy says, he's like, he's like, uh, oh, this is, that's an amazing book. It really changed my life. And, and Wim Springer's like, how did it change your life? He's like, so many ways. So it's changed all of it. Basically, this is Catcher in the Rye for brown people is what we're learning. It's like, oh, I love that book. Really? What what do you love about it? Uh, (laughs) It's Catcher in the Pumpernickel. It's Catcher in the Pumpernickel. (laughs) That's a type of bread that's brown. Don't yes, look. No, yes. Don't look. Stay with me. All right. Only eight people were willing to clap for that joke, but man, were they willing to clap. Catch her so. in the pita? So. Catch her in the samosa. Catch her in the samosa played well. This is not getting better. Don't look. Yes. Their eyes are based on movement. <laughs> Audiences are like T-Rexes. So. So now, finally, now I say finally, like we're 40 minutes into this show. We're, we're like 13 minutes into the movie. It's only a 47-minute movie for fuck's sake, but... Are we but, 13 in? Yeah, something like that, yeah. So Because this is the point where the movie starts, right? This is the part where he's like, That's now right. I will tell you the story of... D- did we really need the backstory for this? No! Like the movie just starts with a guy telling a story and we all panic like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Who was he fucking right before this? <laughs> before he starts telling us like a stranger? Do we just guess at who was fucking? And also like the, the story then is not told in a linear way, right? Because over and over again, we hear him say from the time he was a young boy. It's like this is a the chronology in this fucking movie is Trouf Midorian. <laughs> All right. Kurt Vonnegut fans. I like, the, I like the three of you. Woo. The rest of you, eh, you know. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so now we get the story of Sadhu Sundrench Singh, who is very religious, like, believe the shit out of those beliefs. Mm. Um, and he attended a Christian school when he was a boy. He wasn't Christian, mind you. That was just the closest school. Which kind of throws a wrench into yes. this story, right? Like, if I were making this story up, and let's be real, someone was making this story up, I would be like, look, there's this guy and he was totally a Sikh or a Muslim, whatever they are. And he, and then one day he was just like, what if there was a guy named Jesus? Now that's a good story. 
a better story, yeah. Like, like when I eventually have kids and go back to Judaism because atheism's a phase and you outgrow it, it's, it's not going to be as impressive. Thank you. It's not going to be as impressive. One mom who got brought here is like, fine, thank you. <laughs> I didn't like the Eucharist joke, but I liked that one. And honey, you're going to just, oh, so many tattoos. <laughs> You have such pretty skin. <laughs> Did you need a skull? <laughs> when do you need a picture of a skull, hun? When were you like, so, was someone like, oh no, is there a skull in the house? And you're like, oh, right here on my tit. <laughs> I'm so glad your father's dead. Because oh, I hated him. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 90 minute bit that Noah just like goes and gets a cigarette during. <laughs> That you get to experience. Yeah, actually, if you don't mind, I'll... Uh, no, I have brownies. I don't need to smoke. Um, so, so then his mom dies. Yeah, so then his mom dies. Um, is it, 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 Right before his 14th birthday. And apparently the tradition here is that when someone you love dies, you set them on fire and watch them burn until there's nothing left. Well, I think she died by failing the witch test. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah. Makes perfect she sense. was a witch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. So funny. It makes it better. <laughs> so yeah, so and then after his mom died, he he rebelled against the Christian faith. Um which when 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 you think rebellious child, when you think like bad boy. Like, what, like rebelling against Christianity. Yeah, what what would you think would be like a example like a cinematic exemplification of that? Um, you you become Jewish. <laughs> that would anger. I, oh, that's actually a pretty good wrong. answer. I was going to say book fight. Yes, oh, there we go. Oh, that's good. Because that's his rebellion. We see him and his classmates having a book fight. And look, it doesn't matter. But if you don't watch these movies, you should watch just this one scene because the actors are doing the book fight, right? And the book fight. And then they stop. The teacher comes in and is like, ah, stop having the book fight. But one extra throws one extra book and just nails this guy in the back of the, just, and he just goes down. Yes, and is not in the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, and th- this movie has a couple of these these bizarre levels of escalation, right? Like this movie starts off with okay, so it, it, we're we're giving the bad boy montage. We go straight from they threw books around the classroom to. Throwing handfuls of cow shit into a church while people are praying. That is the next step. And then from there, burning a Old Testament. Burning a New Testament. The, 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 uh, the, yeah, the, exactly. The worst thing you can do. Which I feel like is, is not as bad. Like if we walk out of the theater and there's a protester and he's like, oh, burning diatribes volume one. Available now on Amazon.com. <laughs> we'll be like, that's a weird way to plug the book. I'm glad you didn't throw shit at us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wanted them to bring in problem teen Jesus here. Show us a little <laughs> bit of that. Him just like aggressively playing with a butterfly knife for no reason or like scratching like I-N-R-I was here into a desk and getting I in w- trouble. I want to see Jesus play the knife game for me. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you mention it, that'd be pretty sweet. Talking back to Joseph, you know my real dad. My real dad's God. <laughs> my real dad killed all the Canaanites. 
Go to your cross. <laughs> no. Take this cup from me. <laughs> so now our uh, our lead from every poor. <laughs> that's in the Book of Mormon. I hate that weird book. one. It explains the Shroud of Turin, I think. So now, okay. At this point, this is the point where he has his big conversion to Christianity. And, and, it, and it happens in the whiniest, bitchiest way where he threatens to kill himself if God doesn't show himself and tell him which religion he is. Yeah, he pulls a suicidal girlfriend. Yes. Yes, even in the same tone and everything. God, if you are not here tonight, I die. <laughs> and God's just te- checking his texts and he's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to reward this behavior, but I don't want to text from the EMTs tomorrow. <laughs> Can you mark that as unread? How do you mark it as unread? <laughs> this is awkward if I can't do that. Oh, she ended it with I love you. I love oh. I'm just going to report this post on Facebook. I'll let Zuckerberg deal with that. <laughs> So yeah, he has this amazing <laughs> God, if you exist, send nudes moment. He threatens to throw himself in front of a train. But what? luckily for him, God does exist. <laughs> God has heard his cries and God chooses to appear before him in the form of a laser pointer. <laughs> yep. I wanted it so badly to just be teen Jesus. He takes it away. Uh, that really burned your corneas, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride my razor scooter. <laughs> it's attached to a Roman whip because it's a razor scooter. Ooh, some passion fans in the audience. Some crucifixion deep cuts. Kurt Vonnegut, crucifixion. Yeah, between the two of them, I kind of prefer Vonnegut, but hey, you know, to each his own. Um, so yeah, so he, he sees Jesus, Jesus comes up, and this is, this is how literal this dumb fucking movie is, like, I am Jesus, I am the light of the world, and it's like, oh, that's why he's a light. Anyway, and you, you have expected the character to go, I thought that was metaphorical, I don't think that's it, and then, so, but anyway, so Jesus wanders off, and he wakes his dad up, he's like, dad, dad, I just saw Jesus, and dad reacts exactly like I would, minus the fucks, dad's like, oh, you lost your mind, go to sleep. I feel like his dad was right there and he's just like, ah, fuck. My stupid kid's going to commit suicide. All right. I, ooh, I light a candle behind a yellow blanket. <laughs> I yeah. am Jesus practicing my white voice. I, I got to point out, by the way, we'll get, it gets worse later, but Jesus has the whitest voice you can possibly imagine in this movie. Um, so, okay, so now news spreads quickly all over town about how Sadhu's suffering succotash saw Jesus and his, his dad freaked out. His brothers openly persecuted him. For like, that? Just like a montage of the brothers being like, happy holidays. <laughs> oh! Wait, what color cup are you drinking out of? Oh, red, motherfucker. Oh! Red hey, look at these happy two holidays. gay people you've never met getting married. Oh! <laughs> what if I asked them to make me a cake? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so, so dad was a good man. It's the movie says, 
Um, but he was a little freaked out about the Christianity thing, so he devised a plan to unchristian his son. So you guys, one of you guys might need this eventually. One of your kids goes to Jesus' way, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out here for you. This did not work for Sundar's dad, but that's not to say it wouldn't work for you. He writes to a Malaysian college. He says, you have to come home quick. I'm dying. Um, also, uh, I've ordered you a wife and arranged a marriage for you. And I have a Jewish mother. That's pretty standard out of the playbook. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to bother yourself. <laughs> but I'm dying. And I ordered you a wife. <laughs> hey, hey, you have a Jewish mom. It's amazing. What's, what's happening? He's, he's, he's <laughs> constantly telling you he's dying and he's trying to set you up with a wife. I, I'm surprised. Surprised that I was the first to notice that. He was so afraid of that joke that all of the books know are just what what guys. I don't, I, I don't like you. Stop. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop. We had this. This was the so, this was the 15 minutes backstage before the show. I may just be like, please don't. Please so don't. while I inserted underwear into my butt, <laughs> when we have the most serious conversation. Anyway, so. So, Serious and great. Sa- Sadhu Sumpump Singh refuses to be Christian and his dad disowns him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it says too, it's like, this movie so often contradicts itself. So it says like, uh, so Sundar set out into the unknown to a friend of his house that he'd been to many times before who said, if your dad ever kicks you out of the house, you can sleep here. <laughs> okay. And he gets into the friend's house and he immediately collapses because... He's been poisoned. He's been poisoned by his brothers. Now, I really want to see that scene. Just like, hey, you guys have been really mean to me lately, but is this, is this my cupcake? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you guys keep watching. He's doing it. <laughs> Nothing. This is a very Christian thing of me to do. <laughs> so, uh, I had no idea how long this would take to eat. I was thinking so, I'd go through that by now. So now we... Oh, oh I'm still digesting. Uh, okay. Please, go right ahead. So now we jump out of the narrative because God knows, <laughs> 10 minutes inside the story, we all need a fucking break. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> well, I love to because Rumi Spring is all worried, right? He's like Fred Savage going, wait, did she get eaten by the Shrieking Eels or what? Because <laughs> he's like, he's like, wait, he laid down. What happened? And the brother's like, well, he got it was a deadly poison. He's like, so he died. Like, why the fuck would I be telling you this story if he died, man? Yeah, he died. He just fucking died. Go to bed. No, he's like, no, he didn't fucking die. It was a miracle. It was so miraculous, in fact, that the doctor that treated him became a Christian on the spot. And I feel like that guy had a weird week, right? <laughs> Just, just goes a weird home. job altogether. Yeah. Just goes back, goes home from work. He's like, gets his doctor bag and his dot. And then he comes home and he doesn't have the dot. And he's like, guess what happened today? We're Christian now. <laughs> I'm not sure how much changes for you. <laughs> so now we get, okay. So, so first of all, now Shashiel has to explain to him. He's like, yeah, it's such an amazing story. We'll tell you the rest of it later on in the movie. He says, but, uh, you know, it's a very important story to me. He says, after the Bible, Sundar Singh's story is the most influential in my life. Third is the red fern growth. (laughs) Fourth is the giver. Oh, you only read the books from school? No. 
No. <laughs> Sixth is Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> See, it's so weird to me because my list is all erotic uh, who's the boss fan fiction. Oh, yeah, that's so like, Where we finally five. find out who the boss is. That's such a sexist name for that show. It's obvious who the fucking boss was. It was, it was Judith Light. Duh. Why the fuck was that even a question? I was born in 1987. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Let's hear it for wanting to fuck Alyssa Milano when we were kids, huh? <laughs> See? Let's See? hear it for one to fuck Amanda Bynes when you were a kid. Let's hear it for one and then stopping because you felt like she really had some stuff going on. But now that she's back, you feel like <laughs> it'd be okay. But you're also not sure if she has hepatitis because like that stuff doesn't leave your system. A <laughs> lot of hepatitis cautious people here in Seattle, and I'm glad to hear it. The amazing thing is he, he does that in every show, but this is the only time I'm going to leave it in because it really fit in this time. Thank you. So you kept, you kept saying eventually it was going to fit. Don't wear condoms. So... <laughs> So now I know there's someone in this row who I really want to meet. <laughs> She's hated the movie with me. She's anti condom. We are locked right in. Whatever you do, don't turn off the house lights. So now I know what a lot of you guys are thinking. Um, it's probably Heath's girlfriend right there. So, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Heath's girl to whom he doesn't have like labels. They don't like labels. You guys are Seattle. You get it. (laughs) It's a big mishmash. I know a lot of you are thinking to yourself, you know, we know a lot about Christianity, but how does it affect your comb selling integrity? And we've watched 99 fucking movies trying to find the answer to that question. We finally did. Uh, Apparently it helps. It's very helpful. Um, Because we now cut to a scene where Shashil has gotten room spring of that job. And apparently the job is like hard selling 13 cent plastic combs in a drugstore. Yes, yes. Kind of gross. And what's weird about it is he like we all worked in retail and you can't lie unless it's a magic trick, let me tell you. <laughs> because he's like, "And eh, they're unbreakable." And the guy, he's the Indian James Randy, he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Fuck me, right?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Is that an issue with combs that they break in half? Do you need to stop? You got a very aggressive response to that. One audience member was like, yes! (laughs) Finally! Just stage rushes the stage. Finally, I get to talk about this. (laughs) I have my book out in the lobby. It's called the breakable comb. I, <laughs> I love that the fucking bald guys like the combs break. What do they do? What are all those little teeth for anyway? So yeah, yes, they do. Um, so yeah, so he, they walk out. So the, first we see a ro- room springer trying to sell the combs. And he's like, this comb will blow you if you whistle at it. And the guy's like, no, it won't. And then we, the other guy's like, uh, this is a very good comb. And the guy's like, yeah, I'll buy a gross. A gross! 144 combs! retail comb. I do not understand the economy in India. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? From well, the looks of start it? start a band. You put a little uh, wax paper through it. And- <laughs> From the looks of it, neither do people in India. <laughs> what? They're doing a great job. 
But this Christian guy is just like jumping up and down next to like a glass of red wine and selling a Combs uh, <laughs> sacrament wine. Oh, it's magic. Well, look, guy. man, you don't actually forget it after you said it. I, it's just a line that we use. So, yeah, so basically they wander outside and he's like, man, how could I be such a good comb salesman like you are? He's like, you got to be more Christian. He's like, I knew it. I knew it. It's my evil Hindu ways. He's like, it is your evil Hindu ways. So he's like, hmm, if only I knew more about Sadhu Sabra Baba to sing, then oh, then I could be Christian. And he's like, it's funny you should ask. We had a flashback. So now we jump. That, like literally, that is what we've jumped out of the story for. I shit you not. We only jumped out of the story to see which one of these two characters could sell combs better. In case you were wondering, and now we go back to the actual story of the story, which is uh, where Sadhu Sabado Hagante Singh had to go to. Um, where did he go? Kind of the Ganges River. No, no, no. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the part where, um, where he realized that he didn't want American Jesus. He wanted Indian Jesus. Yeah, which is immediately followed by the whitest Jesus voice imaginable. Yes! He's in the woods praying. He's like, God, I need to figure out how to make all the white people care about you. And that's what their heads are like. Is that not what their heads are like? You wouldn't have gotten the joke if their heads are. I'll do a thing that doesn't make sense. See, that's not a joke. That's a joke. No, it's not. They get it. <laughs> so he's like, I need to figure out. And then we get Mitt Romney as the voiceover. Just yes! like, hey there, Sandu. <laughs> the Fairies are pushing into Poland. It was like a World War II announcer all of a sudden. <laughs> Hitler pushes forward. <laughs> They're talking about your Jesus. Yeah, bad guy. Um, also, okay, so, so Jesus talks to him in his whitest possible voice, and then the movie says, he set out on the most humble of all ministries, bragging about your humility as a thing. Um, and it also says that he was the top-ranked Christian minister? <laughs> like, for fantasy mean? purposes? <laughs> Where's that rankings board? What are they right? doing? Just a bunch of racist white guys with a brown guy at the top. It's a weird. It's like it's like a PGA tour board fifteen years ago. <laughs> it's a weird. Ranking. Or boxing thirty years ago. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or the Olympics forty-five years ago. Yeah, no, we can keep going back. Um, so yeah, so it, 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 all the people he he became Christian and he started ministering to everybody and all the people loved him and the movie literally sells, says wherever he goes it was all joy and happiness and the people loved him and then it shows people shoving him and throwing shit at him and says except those guys <laughs> pretty much everybody else though he, also there's this obvious they're like so clearly like vamping for time at this point because they go he loved the cities and the villages and the countryside Fuck, that's only 20 minutes. Uh, and the townships, <laughs> the hamlets, the unincorporated municipalities. Fuck. Anybody got a thesaurus? Should have read this movie out of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> banging against the sides. Oh, I see. So that's what their heads do. I don't, honestly, you don't even have to explain it. Honestly, you could just do that for the next half hour. I think we'd be good. So this is where he realizes that he needs to carry the gospel all the way into forbidden Tibet. Um, this is also where we learned his nickname. Um, they called him 
the apostle of the bleeding feet and the burning heart. Just, uh, just about to burst. There's a quest for answers on unquenchable <laughs> thirst. Just stay out the whole thing. If you're going to do the burning, we, no. survivor, it's important. <laughs> I feel like we needed to shorten that. I actually went for an acronym of it. It comes up to um, Ayatba Fatba. The Ayatba Fatba, I think, is is way better, um, although the bleeding feet does sound kind of metal. So so now we skip ahead. Up until this point, he's been like a young adult. He had like a Bryce Blankenagle beard. Now he's gone full... (laughs) Hey, Bryce Blankenagle. He's gone full Morgan beard. down Donald Trump. His neck's too long for his body. <laughs> Did you volunteer for the roast, Bryce? Are you okay with that? Good. This so, is a deep cut about how much I like Bryce, but it's never <laughs> been on the show. And we've been joking about it so much this week in preparing for the episode that now this is when you all hear about it. So Eli's literally coming up to me and saying, oh, what we should do is we should invite Bryce up and like pretend like he's going to be a guest. But then when he comes up, I'll just push him off the stage and throw something at him. And like, no one will get this joke but you, Eli. And he's like, but I'll get it and it'll be fucking funny. I'll enjoy it. So, Why is it always about them? I say that a lot. <laughs> that he does. So now we learn Thank you. about his first of his many great adventures. Oh, for fuck's sake. They literally say, you know, like he had all these amazing adventures almost beyond belief. This is adventure number one. This is the adventure of the shepherds and the thieves. Okay, just real quick. That, that's a weird labor guild. <laughs> the shepherds and the thieves. Like I found some falconers and rapists in a group. <laughs> the falconers, you guys can just step out for a minute. I'm going to talk with everybody else. I'm going to minister. It's the union of the shepherds and thieves. Uh, today's old business is sheep are hard to keep in one place. And again, who took my wallet? <laughs> we will be addressing item two first. No questions asked. Everybody closed their eyes. <laughs> so, including the sheep. Including the sheep. Yeah, we have some falconers and rapists coming in later. They're going to need uh, anonymity. They have the space at eight. <laughs> Last night was fun. <laughs> And so they had us on the one side. They had the Falconers and the Rapists on the other. Everybody who was at Platinum Night gets that. So if you don't get that joke, it's because you didn't come to fucking Platinum Night. Should've you can't blame got. me for that. So yeah, there we go. So by the way, and this is, the, they literally, they sell this as his big adventure. And this is literally what happens. He's sitting by a campfire one night. Someone hits him in the head with a stick. And later he wakes up. Adventure. And adventure cut. <laughs> That's it. But they keep saying, like, but for some reason, they didn't kill him. Miracle. No, I mean, everyone I've ever met not, didn't kill me. <laughs> That's not a fucking... I mean, there's a couple of them where it's a fucking miracle, but mostly it's not a miracle. That was a large baby on that airplane. <laughs> it was close. Where? <laughs> Where? <laughs> If you didn't already look like a giant baby so much, that would not be as funny. (laughs) (laughs) But you totally do. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
This wow. Was six hours of our lives. Just <laughs> a baby Eli with an Ed Hardy shirt right behind Noah. <laughs> Can you imagine how bad it is to have this body? <laughs> I live inside this. <laughs> it's like carrying a mattress all the time. This is a weird Casper ad. We've gone. We've we've gotten we've gotten really complicated with these at this point. I fit in a box too. <laughs> On my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> back. In case you didn't catch it, that was a suicide joke, people. I don't uh, don't encourage him. Um, so <laughs> who here wants me to kill us? <laughs> Everyone from this section has to go. I'm sorry. I, I'm making a lot of money off this guy. <laughs> so Twitter's here, everybody. <laughs> I was so nervous. Eli said he's had to read his notes off his phone. I'm like, you're going to be fighting with Peter Bogosian all goddamn night, aren't you? So, okay. So this... I gave Since him an idea. Since you mentioned him... So, so anyway, so he's heading, he's on his adventure trying to head over the Himalayas to Tibet, but a bunch of people hit him with a stick, so he comes back. And I love the way the movie says this, like, he kept going over the mountains, but no matter what would happen, he would always come back to India because he loved it so much. It had nothing to do with the fact that he was pussing out every time somebody threw a rock at his head. And speaking of rocks being thrown at oh his head. Oh, my God. We now get to one of my favorite scenes. We actually pulled this clip for you guys. This is so amazing. Can we show this clip of him getting hit in the face with a rock? Oh, here it is. No, is that it? Yeah, this is it. Oh, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And react. Okay. So, yeah, so he occasionally got hit by one of those delayed reaction unconscious rocks. It's amazing. I love that scene so much. And the, the transition out of this is, okay, so not all the people liked him, but, <laughs> but all the animals did. And I wanted so badly for it to cut to a scene of a monkey just hucking a rock and it just... <laughs> <laughs> a lizard just... And I love this bit, too, because they hint around at something that apparently really happened to this guy that they don't talk about in the movie. Because um, they say something about how he says um, he, he realized that people couldn't have their Christianity or, or that people in India didn't need their Christianity out of a Western cup, but an Eastern bowl, you see. So, yeah, I could use a bowl, too. But, I mean, that has nothing to do with this. But, but, but what apparently what really happened, what brought this guy to this realization is that he was on a train one time and a holy man, an Indian holy man passed out um, from dehydration or like, you know, uh, started to like freak out or whatever. And so some Western guy comes up and says, here, have some water. And the guy's like, no, I can only drink out of my holy bowl because I'm a holy man. And the guy's like, well, you're fucking crazy then. Never mind. And, th- and this guy's reaction was, yeah, we need to put Christianity in one of those bowls, don't we? Not like we need to learn to drink out of whatever fucking receptacle has water in it when we're dying of thirst. <laughs> But no, but yeah, no, we're going to need more of them bowls. We're going to learn to water bend the blood of Christ into people's <laughs> mouths in a karate uniform. <laughs> Makes you wonder how IVs work in India. They like started like one of those charity things at the science museum. Just wait for it. And he died of shock. 
We got to start doing this stuff in cups. (laughs) I was always bad at those, and I would just slide the penny down the side. (laughs) I don't understand how Cyrus works. I will defund this museum when I grow up. (laughs) I will. I'll take your museums away from you. If I want to learn about science, I'll pay someone to teach me. <laughs> he won't pay anyone to teach him. I don't so, want to learn about science. So now it's time for a, but damn, did the animals respect his Christianity montage? So like we, we, we have this whole thing about like how it eventually it admits like, yeah, so the people didn't much care for him, but the elephants though, whoo, they were like, man, he is so pious. The only people they couldn't interview. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Just one of those documentary shots like making a murderer. Actually, poo, he was an asshole. <laughs> also, this is where we get this amazing fucking shot. I love this so much where they have to show that like him taming a leopard in the wild, but they're not going to get this actor any closer to a leopard than like the same continent. <laughs> so we keep seeing like leopard, human, Human leopard, all like both walking towards each other. Different seasons, yeah. different, <laughs> different times of day. It's not yes, even close. Yes, and then they zoom in on. It's not even a leopard, and it's like Noah's cat. It's like a close up of Noah's cat and a white guy's hand. Just right. yes, with sharpie on it, just like bow. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my butthole. Look at my butthole. <laughs> So with the knowledge that it can never get as good as the Jaguar leopard petting scene again, we're going to pause for a quick break. But first, give Act 3 the hard sell. Should I stop the two brownies, you think? Let me go. Do the, do, the, do the blood vessels in my ears sound loud to you guys, too? What the fuck were we just talking about? <laughs> Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the He Just Kind of Dies conclusion of Journey to the Sky. I have this hilarious story to tell you guys. Maybe. <laughs> Who likes pranks? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bryce might have got me good. <laughs> We're all going to find out together. <laughs> I, all I said was that the brownies were vegan. You were supposed to assume there was weed in them, bro. I did not. <laughs> See, our, our dear friend Bryce made some brownies. And in them, he said, Eli friendly. And Eli loves brownies. So I'm a big fat person. Remember when I took my shirt off to be the baby? <laughs> and then. Oh, Jesus Christ. Look at how many of those you ate. And then. Oh, my God, dude. And then he told Noah. Watch out for the ones with the holes in them. This one has a hole in it. But I don't know how many of those had holes in them. And the human doesn't smoke weed as often as the character. I'm so happy. So... So we gotta hurry this shit the fuck up. (laughs) And if anyone sees Bryce Blankenagle, kill him. (laughs) (laughs) 
This is gonna be interesting. We have oh, <laughs> the fact that we're about four minutes after the uh, the uh, intermission and we haven't started yet. That tells me a lot of those had holes in them. Let's. That's my guess. <laughs> Let me ask you a question: Is this salty in here? <laughs> my muscles feel great. <laughs> That's how I wanted to spend my weekend. <laughs> it's fine. Go! <laughs> We're on a time limit all of a sudden. All right. It's like Batman stopping to talk to Commissioner Gordon when the bomb's on the fucking plane. Shoot him a fucking text. P.S. I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I can hear my heart. You, you, you sure you want me to go? You need a minute? We're back for more of this shit. <laughs> Seattle hasn't given up on this yet. There we go. Now, when we last left our hero, his fame was spreading across India, which you could tell by how many people threw shit at him everywhere he went. <laughs> um, this is also this is where he travels the world to give everyone his wisdom. He goes to England. He goes to America. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the world. <laughs> He got some huge audiences. He's like Dave Rubin of the Sikhs. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's crushing it. And the answers to the questions he gives in this little Q&A section are marvelous because they reveal so much how racist the question yes. is. All of the answers are this. <laughs> no, my friend, I have never eaten human flesh. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> That's the whole theme of the thing, right? So they, they keep showing you the answers without letting you know what the questions are. And guess the question is amazing. In this age, like, oh, every, every answer starts with, oh, you dick. Like, he's, the explaining, like, 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 like he's explaining Battlestar Galactica to me at Comic-Con. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how the universe, that doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> so yeah, like, and his, all his answers are stuff like, no, these are actually the clothes I wear on purpose, you see. And one of them was actually, I shit you not, the last answer he gives is, um, I have met people in India that are every bit as nice as Western people. So that's literally like, like okay, what was the fucking question? <laughs> and also, why was, the, why was he hedging his bets? Because basically all he said was the best people in India are as good as the average people here. Seemed weird. I mean, it seems like something you I would say, but I mean, he was, anyway, this is their movie. So we close out this montage of him being wise and we move on to him praying uh, that God will stop letting people be dumb enough to disagree with him. We get another face zoom too. Yeah. And this time he flinches. They definitely threw the camera at him. He's like, <laughs> and when the fleet, no, 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 not after the rock scene, Ahmed. <laughs> Eyes on you. Seek and you shall find. Yeah. <laughs> Puns while high. Yeah. That's how much faster my brain works. I'm Keats. I'm fucking Keats. I'm going to put a hole right here out here, September 26th. Jesus Christ. Shouldn't have given me drugs. Don't blame me for anything that happens. Act two onwards. So this Morgan, just if, you were, if you're, you're, you're on the zero second delay there if need be. So, <laughs> so okay, so... He comes back to India because fuck America and England and everything. They only had so much money to shoot there. 
Um, actually, they didn't shoot there at all. They just used like still shots of Big Ben and shit with him talking over top of him. It was amazing. So he decides he's still got to go to Tibet. So he climbs the Himalayas over and over again. I feel like you could do that once. I don't know. But it's during this time that he has his greatest adventures. <laughs> so we, this is where we get adventure number two. This will be, there are three, I guess, adventures in this movie. In this adventure, he was thrown into prison for being um, not in prison, I guess. Um, and in the prison was a guy in need of a Ricola. Yeah, he's just, he's coughing like Morgan, our sound guy, just, <laughs> If you hang out with Morgan a lot, that's much funnier. He's very coughing. So. Short. So. Check him out on the way out. It's like, he's not short enough that you're like, oh, does he got a thing? But he's short enough that you're like, look at that little dude. <laughs> like, you feel like you can say whatever you want, because what's he going to do, fight you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like tonight he could fight you. I'm just, sure. just throwing that out. He has mastery of space and time. <laughs> Probably can also feel his lips. I can feel your lips. If I ask to chew you after the show, I apologize. <laughs> so you you normally don't apologize, so that's good. That's good. We should give you weed more often. Um, so... So he's in this prison. There's this guy coughing and he's like, you know what? I'm going to give this motherfucker a blanket. I mean, I'm the only one in this prison with a fucking blanket. So it sort of seems like the least I could do. And all the prison guards are so freaked out. They're like, man, why'd you give the guy the blanket? He goes, Christian. That's why. And so all the prison guards became Christian. Now, of course, this pissed off like the ruling people or whatever um, who decided to, t to cart him off to the market to get tortured. And they, they say, they're like, yeah, he got tortured for a long time, but boy, could he take it. And he didn't react at all. And I'm like, I'm watching him react. And he's also, he's supposed to be being lashed, but he's in a paddling position. And he's really into it. He's just like, Ugh. 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 <laughs> and he's just eyeing the camera. And you're like, this was not a punishment for anybody. <laughs> Everybody was on board. They were next to us at the platinum night. <laughs> so he was, he was apparently so good at being tortured that they decided to let him go. Um, thinking perhaps that he was a god, according to the narrator. Which, to be fair, that is all the Christian god is known for, is getting tortured. That's true. That's true, and giving you the ability to sell combs really well. W winning the zero for flinching game. That's what Jesus is known for. <laughs> All right, we'll let him go. So, so now he finally gets to Tibet, uh, where he immediately makes friends. And the, the first scene we see is this guy with this little girl on his lap being super touchy. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? That is why Eli scaled a mountain to get to Tibet as well. That's right. What do you think happened to the little llama? In the 1990s, they tried to replace the Dalai Lama with a child, and the Chinese government killed that child. No, they... <laughs> that's what that's a reference to. It's not illegal for us to pretend that. Yeah, no, you're good. Is that kid alive? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the little llama! <laughs> he just comes out, but he's all G.G. Allen'd out because no one's heard of him in a while. And just... <laughs> it's... 
Jesus. Needles hanging off him. <laughs> Spits on you. Oh, Would you let the Dalai Lama spit in your mouth? <laughs> Just for the story. The kind of shit that occurs to Eli when he's high. So, TikTok. So, I would. <laughs> I would. Thank you. Two yeah. votes. So, <laughs> check out our new podcast. Spitting. Drink and spit with he. <laughs> <laughs> Drink and spit. I bet you Audible will fucking sponsor that one. (laughs) We'll find out. Yeah. So now, according to the movie, resistance stiffened against his witness. I only say that because that is such a sexy sounding sentence. Resistance stiffened against his witness. Um, But it's okay. His his friends had his back. Every time someone would roll him in a rug down a hill... They would pick him up. It's the dumbest punishment. <laughs> right? It's a rug toboggan. It looks fun. Yes. He's just like, wee, rug toboggan. Like, <laughs> how? I don't understand. It's a weird punishment. Yes, his persecution in this movie is less traumatic than me trying out for Little League. Um, it, it's like, honestly, at a certain point, you <laughs> To be you- fair, that was last week. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> Home run, fucker. <laughs> Do you well, I still feel like they shouldn't have rolled me down that fucking rug in that hill. Hill in that rug, rug in that. <laughs> I don't feel like they drugs in the hill either. You guys are talking weird in the time dimension. Where do you think you are? <laughs> so... Also, this is another... Has anyone seen Bryce? (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. Don't worry. I'm fine. Yeah, no, no. We'll be... (laughs) Pit of death. (laughs) Bring it in, Noah. Try to speed up the metabolism. (laughs) Pit of death. Snakes and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why the fuck not? So in another one of these amazing... That was not going to work out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really trying not to convey how terribly that went. For the inside. Why don't you breathe for us, Eli? So anyway, in, in another Remember case of this... Remember when he vomited at the live show? <laughs> I've got to tell you, honey, I didn't like the joke. And then I liked the joke about changing back. And then he threw up. This is a radio show you listen to? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so if we don't do the q and it's all Bryce's fault. I just want to point that out. Some scotch? Yeah, absolutely. Scotch. Let's mix it up. No. <laughs> Yeah, do you have some barbiturates to go with that? Jesus. All right, so now we get another case of, like, breakneck escalation in this movie because here's the tortures we've seen so far. They hit him with a stick. They roll him down a hill. Put him in a refrigerator box. Yeah, right. And then they throw him into the pit of death. 
That's the next fucking step is pit of death. Now, I should say pit of death doesn't really live up to the billing. Just no one hole. dies. Just a hole. It's just a hole. Could be the well of death. <laughs> or it could just be the well of underground. It has light fixtures. Right. The pit, the pit of death. They just they were like fluorescent or track. We've all lived in Manhattan apartments, so we probably have a different approach to the pit of death than most people. I was like, ooh, no shared bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. If it's not in Brooklyn, I'm in. Well, I love that they're like, you know, they're like, oh, look how evil and disgusting it is. There's rats in here. I'm like, there's th- we have those in this theater. No, I'm kidding. They don't have rats in this theater. They have mice. Little mice. But they're adorable, so it's okay. Some fans of Amanda Bynes and mice in our audience. (laughs) (laughs) What is Amanda Bynes doing with the mice? Explain that one to me. Cooking rum and wind. Would you drink Amanda Bynes' spit? Okay, so we're moving. If the Dalai Lama (laughs) promised you, you could fuck him afterwards. So he's in the pit of death. So he's in the pit of death. There's rats in there, snakes. Just and, chilling. And they're like, yeah, they're, they're not doing anything. They're like at the end of a shift. They're like, I, I got cut and I'm not taking more tables. <laughs> I, I already cashed out. He's so taking somebody, the stools down from the tables. Not, Can I sit here? Nope. <laughs> nope. You guys are doing dessert still, nope. right? We're absolutely not doing any of that. <laughs> you can see we cleaned off the... Nope. Thank God it's Friday, Please right? leave. <laughs> Thank God. So he thanks God for putting him in the pit of death. He explains to God that he's a real big, big fan of suffering, you know, for, for Jesus and everything. But he does, he points out, he's like, you know, I mean, but if I die in this pit, God, I got to stop suffering. So, so Jesus rescues him. Yes, Jesus does rescue him. Speaking of Jesus, I don't know if you guys realize, but he is joining us today. Right from the very back. Oh, there's a red dot. Okay. Yeah. If you saw the movie, that's like. <laughs> but for the rescue scene, they they he gets this rope lowered down, right? Yeah. And the plan was obviously to shoot this actor being lifted via rope. <laughs> but it doesn't work. No. Because we see like three seconds of him like, ow, 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 <laughs> ow. Cuts away. He's at the top of the pit. He's just like angrily staring off camera. <laughs> What, what's supposed to be happening? Does the pit of death have an end time? It's like a new guy. It's just like, oh, do I lower it? And then you bring me. Yeah, all right. I felt bring like me out. Fuck that. It was just supposed to be the lotion on that, wasn't it? God damn it. Uh, can you fired. lotion while you're up here? No, we'll do it later. Well, I'll, I don't well, want to. I'll leave the lotion. I'll here get in the pit. And we'll, I'll go back down <laughs> after. You just bring me up. We'll do the lotion after. <laughs> I'll take you to the pit of lotion. Cool. <laughs> you have, wait, hold on. How many square feet in the pit of lotion? That sounds like a pretty awesome pit, actually. Yeah. I could use that. All right. So so he gets pulled up to the top of the pit of death. And he says, and, and he looked around to, to thank whoever had rescued him, but no one was there. It must have been Jesus. And this is the best clip of the entire film. We have the explanation here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let me set this one up real quick. So the... He escapes from the pit of death, doesn't know how he got out. He's pretty convinced Jesus did it. And then the guards catch him later, and they take him before the llama, and they tell him, he's, they say, say, say to him, how did you get out of the pit of death? And he says, uh, because God is like, whoa. And, and, and then we get this, this explanation of how impossible this could be. And Becca, if you don't mind, we've got a, we've got a lovely clip here 
of my favorite line in the history of film. Also, two keys. There was clearly two, two keys. keys. There was only one key, and also this other one key over here. Did they not have the budget to take the second <laughs> key off? Some guy they didn't have time to pay him to be like, "Oh, that's two. Fuck you." And we're man. gonna say it twice for no reason that it's one. <laughs> I'm not losing one of my keys for your fucking movie. <laughs> Real quick, has anyone seen Bryce? <laughs> Oh, he's here. Nope. All right. <laughs> By the way, that was Bryce just telling you no. I can. <laughs> so, quick question: <laughs> the, the vegan ones. They're they're good. All right. Well, this is just who I am then. <laughs> That's upsetting. That's weird, right? <laughs> You guys haven't been living my internal life, but I've just been like, make it through the show for the people. <laughs> this is just who I am. <laughs> Go so on. The running was just what he wanted to do with himself. So, <laughs> oh, wait, are we doing, are we doing prophecy? Yep. The three of us are now going to perch on our chairs. If you push Heath off his chair, you can have all of my Patreon money <laughs> for the next 12 years because he'll die. I can have all of his too then. Awesome. Everybody wins. So he gets out of the pit of death and now we have the weirdest ending to a movie. I can't move. Uh, we have the weirdest <laughs> ending to a movie. This is what my legs are like forever now. We have the weirdest ending to a movie ever because he's like, oh, you know, I made it out of the pit of death and then in 1929, he... He went back to the Himalayas and, well, it's now, and nobody's seen him lately. <laughs> and they try to put a positive spin behind, like, his body got eaten by dogs to perhaps his mission completed. He was allowed to complete his. Yeah, turn it all kind of like that's how you know you've got a masterfully written movie. When it all just kind of comes together like that. And the story within a story we're about to wrap. Oh, yeah. Now, so oh, here's right. the thing. Okay. So you, you guys forgot about that. Don't, don't pretend you didn't forget about the story within a story. So now you may be thinking to yourself, wow, that's kind of disappointing. Is the end of this movie actually just, and then he went off into mountains and I don't probably died or something, but. It's actually it's 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 actually even more bizarre than that because yes now we have to go back to Shashil telling this story to Rumspringa, um and and Rumspringa is trying to be nice he's like no that was a that was a great story man what a I did not expect that ending I guess um and he's like he and he's like um you know every word of it is true and he's like yeah because you don't even know what the fuck happened like like you would be lying to me about you not knowing what the fuck happened so he's like you know. You and I, though, we couldn't live our lives like that. We, 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 we just aren't Christian enough, are we? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Come check this out. You see that nice house? So, yeah. So, so Shashil takes him to this. To the, he's like, I have to show you something before you go. And they go to this, this big house, which by standards in India, it's like me and Heath's place, basically. But um, it's this giant house by their standards. Just a box fort. <laughs> 
made of combs. <laughs> Some Comey once. <laughs> Comey 2012. So, remember how quickly we forgot about that guy with child soldiers? Yeah, you forgot too. And now Eli's brought it up so you can remember it again. You know, when it, when you had the brownie excuse, everything made more sense. Um, so, it's just too well. So, yeah. <laughs> so now Rumspringa, he, he, he sees the house and he goes, Oh my God, is that your house that you were kicked out of for being so Christian? And the guy in Shashil goes, That's exactly it. He's like, How the fuck did you know? I'm a Christian now too. Yeah. I also want to not be able to live in a house that big. What? And movie. <laughs> Literally, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Hooray, Eli made it all the way through. I didn't, I didn't win the bet, but that's okay. So, obviously, watching this shithole of a movie was the worst thing about our trip to Seattle. It was close to not being, though, if Eli had eaten the wrong brownies. So I want you to imagine a world, though, where this was not the worst thing that happened to us. And I want you to tell the audience what you think would have had to happen on this trip in order for this movie to be the second worst thing that happened to us. Ooh, okay. I'm going to say if Noah murdered two babies on the plane but did not get away with it. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that would have definitely sucked more. Babies are the worst. Uh, I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I'm gonna go with you. Go uh, across the country and away from your wife for a night. And one of your comedy partners is like, "I got this really funny bit where I'll pretend to eat pot brownies, and then the guy <laughs> who brings the brownies also brings vegan ones for you, and you're starving. So you eat half a plate, and they're filled with narcotics. And then you can't see anything but your own pupils." <laughs> for the rest of the night and you're just praying that they're laughing with you not at you <laughs> you think that would have been a bad experience that there? would have been worse okay. or brunch with Rachel's friend you guys weren't there but it was hilarious yeah I think she is here though so like uh, <laughs> alright so normally we don't do this bit during the live shows but it just so happens that this episode that we're recording right now is episode 99 We have a very special movie. This is a movie that we've been holding on to for a long time. So just to be official, while that does it for our review of Journey to the Sky, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to get you excited about the three-digit episode. So Eli, tell us, what's on deck? Bible Man! We are very, very excited about Bible Man. Everybody saw Noah just do a Heil right now, right? That was not a Heil. I was flying like Bible Man. You were, we're trying like to get some of those Twitter frogs back on our side. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with gender studies? <laughs> <laughs> I would like $47,000 a month on Patreon. That was the trans guy, not the gender studies. They're guy. all the same. <laughs> Fearful white men. <laughs> Every generation has one, and they never get punished. Unless we band together. Oh, I'm going to have a great way to wrap this up. We're all going to go. Never mind. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 99 to a merciful close. Once again, huge thanks to our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, came across four fucking time zones to help us out today. Big round of applause for Morgan. 
Also, want to offer a big thanks to Becca and Justin with the Broadway Performance Hall for all the their help tonight. And I want to offer an especially huge thanks. I think he's somewhere in this area. George from the Seattle Atheist did an incredible job. Helped us out so much today, uh, th- th- this entire weekend. This entire show would have not been possible without him. George, thank you so much. I think you're somewhere in this area. If you're not, then, like, George, thank you so much. George. Yeah. Big round of applause for George. Literally, we could not have done this without him. Also want to thank all the voters in Washington State for your awesome laws. Uh, Anna... Anna, thanks to all of you for coming out tonight. And on that note, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Paul Ryan saw a woman's shoulder and went into a frenzy of uncontrollable (laughs) sexual violence. Read the newspaper. That really happened. I wonder what Lucinda will talk about this week. Yeah. Rum Springer went on to be a very successful comb salesman. Eli took an Uber immediately to the hotel and spent the rest of the weekend staring at the veins in his hands. (laughs) Thank you so much, Seattle! Hi, you must be Heath and Eli. Hello. Hi. Hi. Really excited to show you the place. I know you're going to love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hmm? Yep, three bedrooms, an office, and ta-da! What's that? It's a pit of death! I'm sorry, a pit of death? Yeah, yeah, in case any any Christians come by, you can just throw them in there, and, and it ain't called the pit of death for nothing. Oh, I mean, that's convenient, I guess. Neat. Um, How many entrances does it have? Uh, just the one. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, That that's perfect. You don't want people sneaking out the back. That is so important with a pit of death, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and how many keys? Just the one. And? Just the one. We'll take it. Ooh, a snake. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.